The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm superstar Frank Morano. When it comes to election law, New York is the state that I'm most familiar with, and it also happens to be the state with some of the most insane election laws in the country. However, there is one area where New Jersey really gives New York a run for its money, and it is going to be on full display when it comes to the Democratic primary for U.S. Senate that is taking place next year, which may include Bob Menendez. It certainly looks like it's going to include the First Lady Tammy Murphy and Congressman Andy Kim, New Jersey has this wacky thing called the line or the county line. If you're endorsed by the county party, you're prominently displayed on the ballot in the Democratic primary. It works the same way for the Republican primary as well. And you're very visible. You're very prominent. If you're not on the county line, you're basically running out in ballot Siberia. You're so far down on the ballot that only Vernon Troyer can find you. And it makes no sense. And yet, the history and the facts show that the candidates who snap up the endorsements of the county party leaders and these regional power brokers as Tammy Murphy, in part because of who her husband is and in part because of their wealth, is well on her way to doing. They even got the endorsement of Bob Menendez's home county in Hudson County. They are bracketed into a premier position in the primary, and essentially getting the line almost always leads to a victory in the June primary. Now, there have been a couple of times where a candidate running off the line wins the primary that happened with Brett Schundler in I think it was 2001, but it's very rare. So the reality is that candidates who get that county line usually win. Julia Sass Rubin, who's a professor at Rutgers who studies the power of the New Jersey County Party System, looked at 45 congressional contests between 2002 and 2022 in which county political support was split between two candidates. And she found that the county line black on average, bestowed a 38 percentage point advantage to candidates. Now think about that. That makes no sense. They need to do away with this system. It's completely undemocratic. In New York, if you're endorsed by the county party or if you're an insurgent running against the county pick, you guys appear on the ballot the same way. No one knows who's the county pick and who's not. New Jersey ought to have every candidate for the ballot appear the same way. Their position on the ballot should be random. It should should not be based on who's blessed by the political insiders. Beam me up! To be continued. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 WABC. Local Spotlight. Good 
tomorrow, everybody. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. In the interest of full disclosure, I think everybody knows that the owner of this radio station is John Katsimatidis. And on a personal level, he also happens to be a friend. He's been a friend for over 15 years. And he has been on a mission for many years to bring pandas to New York City. And he's gotten a lot of attention this week because he declared during a press conference Tuesday that he is trying to bring the pandas to New York. He said, we need tourism. We need people to come to New York. Who doesn't love pandas? Everybody loves pandas. They're beautiful. And uh, what I love about John in this press conference is he wore a tie, a necktie, featuring illustrations of pandas that he designed himself. My only beef with what John has done is he's given me a lot of ties over the years. None of them have pandas. So so I got to get a copy of this tie. But he made the call after China demanded three pandas be returned from the National Zoo in Washington. And I remember a couple of weeks ago when the news came that America would soon be a panda-free country. What a shame that is, that pandas are only going to be in Asia, essentially. that There will be no American pandas. That's a bummer. Not only are pandas cute, not only are pandas potentially very good for tourism in cities like New York, but pandas are traditionally a sign of good fortune. They're thought to represent good fortune, and if there's anything that New York could use more of right now, it's good fortune. And this is something that uh, I know Carolyn Maloney had tried for for years when she was in Congress, and uh, this is something that I'm glad to see John picking up the mantle and continuing to fight for. I would love to see them at the Staten Island Zoo. I'm sure the Bronx Zoo would love to have them there. But there are a lot of opportunities for tourism if we can just get the pandas to New York. One of the great things about that summit that Biden and G had recently is that G apparently held the door open for returning some pandas to the United States, which I think would be a great thing and a great thing for U.S.-China relations. I hope it happens, and I'm glad John is uh, still banging the drum on this. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Mark this day on because days like this don't come around very often. I am forced to agree with uh, Democratic State Senator from Queens, Michael Giannaris. Now, Michael Giannaris is a fascinating guy. He started out in public life as kind of a moderate Democrat. Even some might call him a right-leaning Democrat. Over the last 10 years, as his district has changed, he has morphed into not a left winger, but an ultra left winger on par with AOC. And I really don't think he is representing his district effectively or very well at all. I think he's a total political opportunist and he has basically morphed to what he perceives to be the changing winds of the Democratic primary electorate these days. However, On this one, I think he's right on the money. The NYPD is unveiling a new radio communications plan. And this is a $500 million 
upgrade on their radios. One of the things that they're going to be doing is encrypting their radio frequencies. Now, what that means is if this plan goes forward, they are not going to be able to be heard on police scanners. I have a police scanner. I listen to what's happening on police scanners all the time. I think this is a vital tool for the public and for the media. The news media ought to have access to the police radio communications, and so should the public. The chief of the Information Technology Bureau with the NYPD, Ruben Beltran, defended the change. He said the outgoing radio system is ripe for abuse by criminal groups who can monitor the communications or by troublemakers who could interfere with the country's largest police department by making false reports of officers down. Well, police radio communications have been used by reporters and the public forever for years to keep track of mayhem in the city and people that are advocates of public transparency or people that want to know what's going on in their neighborhoods, they've said, and I'm with them 100%, that this plan to block the press from listening in would deliver a tremendous blow to police transparency and end nearly a century of scanner access. So Janaris to his credit, is fighting this. He is introducing legislation that would allow credentialed news media to follow the police radio in real time and let the public listen on a 10-minute delay. This strikes me as a very common-sense solution that is very needed right now. Good for you, Senator Gennaris. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Well, here's an idea as to how we can save the taxpayers a lot of money. Let's stop mistreating prison inmates. I realize that might be more difficult than it sounds, but needless to say, it is something that we need to do. A federal jury in New York has just awarded $9.25 million of your money to the mother of an incarcerated man who died in 2016 after being beaten by prison guards at the Clinton Correctional Facility. Terry Cooper was 25 and had a young daughter when he was killed. In my view, this is shameful. Anybody that is in prison... I don't care if it's for the most heinous of crimes, needs to be treated humanely. There's no excuse for beating a man so badly that he actually dies. This, of course, was from the infamous Danamora prison, which was made famous in the Escape from Danamora incident where a prison guard actually helped two inmates escape. And you look at the photograph of this this child that is now going to grow up without a father and your heart just bleeds. The verdict was delivered hours after the jury began deliberating and the assertion from Tracy Yvonne Cooper that the guards at Danamora used excessive force when they killed her son Terry was believed by all the jurors. It did not take them very long at all. The Attorney General, Letitia James, her office defended the officers. They declined to discuss the verdict, and the jury came up with that number of $9.25 million. The suit alleged the officers used excessive force and failed to intervene to aid Cooper, violating his civil rights under the Eighth Amendment, which obviously prohibits cruel and unusual punishment. Apparently what happened was that uh, 
Cooper had been headed to the prison gym around 7.30 p.m. when he activated a metal detector. Two officers found an address book on Cooper that contained sexually explicit photos. They walked Cooper back to his cell in the, to write him up, and they were joined by another correction officer. And these officers used a baton to beat this 5'4", 117-pound man to death. And if you look at these photos that were displayed before the jury, they are absolutely atrocious. The attorneys for the officers claim that Cooper had punched one of these correction officers and uh, they were just responding and trying to take him to the infirmary. This is absolutely horrific. He was in prison for robbery. He was doing a 12-year sentence. He was never supposed to be sentenced to the death penalty. We need to get our act together. To be continued. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.